Hey, hey, and welcome to another podcast, Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm your other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? It's really quite good. How goes it with you? It goes well. It goes well. One thing I was, I was just doing that intro, I think if you put all of the intros since we kind of got the cadence of it, they're probably <laughs> exactly the same. We could like layer them on top of each other. Layer them up. And it would just sound the same. That'd be awesome. That's yes. something for the final show. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm super, this episode, something else I got to say, the monkeys in Texas. <laughs> it's, it's something. All right. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. I hope everybody's excited for this one here. Cause uh, directed by our buddy, James Frawley written by our other buddy, Jack winter. They seem yeah, to be Jack and Jim show once again. Yeah. They seem to be the new pairing up. Yeah. It originally aired on December 4th, 1967. So we're wrapping up 1967. Ooh, already. Feels like only yesterday. It was uh, 66. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and probably as far as the monkeys' uh, beginning period, when the monkeys were at their peak, I guess, 67 is the year, I'd say, for them. Oh, absolutely. It's absolute height of monkey mania. And it's really hard to get perspective on just how fast it went and how big they were. It's... Uh, we just kind of have to kind of uh, approximate it, you know? Yeah, like at this point, it's only been like 16 months since the show first came on. Yeah. And they're an enormous phenomenon. <laughs> so It's taken way longer to get to it through this podcast than it did to do it in real life. That's <laughs> it's for true. Sure. It's very true. So let's hop right in here. All right. So the boys, they come rolling into this dusty old town in a golf cart. And Wait, uh, Peter's got some of golf course. clubs. But what? How? Why? Exactly. I, like this seems like prime monkey mobile time. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're gonna must, take the golf. Must have been in the shop or something. It's uh, strange. Yeah, I think Davey rolled at drag racing. <laughs> and, uh, so or, uh, uh, Peter lost it betting on the ponies. And then Davey tried to get away and rolled it. That's that's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so uh peter asks where they are and mike tells him that they've been driving for three days and they're in texas and they're at his, his aunt kate's place so it's like driving in that golf cart the four of them with the golf clubs and nothing else for three days yep checks out i think though mm-hmm. it's this is the, gonna be that kind of show yeah definitely so mickey asks if she'll mind that they're just stopping in and mike says well last time he was there she told him to drop in anytime and Mickey asks when that was, and Mike says, Spring of 54. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The little laugh that the boys do. For that. I was going to say, yeah, that makes Mickey laugh, because they do that funny laugh. <laughs> Again, I've got to say, I really noticed the, la- the lack of the laugh track. <laughs> they got to put it in themselves. Yeah. Maybe they're, they're noticing it, even though it's not happening while they're shooting it. I hope. Yeah, it's like after that joke, I was waiting to hear it. And I remember in the first season when the laugh track came on, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a laugh track. I forgot there was one. And now I'm so accustomed to it. So suddenly we hear a gunshot and the boys take cover. Gun, gun, gun. And then these two women ride up on these horses and it's Aunt Kate and uh, this girl that Davey's probably going to make out with at some point. That's what I thought when I saw her. (laughs) Why not? And her name's Lucy. And so, uh, oh, and uh, Aunt Kate is played by Jacqueline DeWitt. So Mike says, I uh, think we picked a bad time to come. We better leave. Real brave, Mike. Like, <laughs> ladies are getting chased by guys with guns. And you're like, let's get the hell out of here. But then uh, a bunch of dudes ride in on horses and they look like bad guys. And then Mike says, I think we picked a bad time to leave. Let's stay. 
<laughs> oh, man. And uh, so then the boys run into the house where the two women are shooting rifles out the window. And Aunt Kate says hi to Mike and tells him to grab a rifle. And then all the boys uh, grab one rifle and they do that hand over fist thing that you do to, at baseball games to see who picks first. Yep, yep. You do it on the bat. They do and, that uh, a bunch of times in this show, I think. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it comes up every once in a while. And then uh, Kate quickly realizes that she's dealing with idiots, and she tells them to each get their own <laughs> rifle from the rack. And uh, they run over in fast motion, they pass the rifles around, and they all end up back on the rack. It's like they go around in a circle. <laughs> and uh, the boys cock invisible rifles, and then they realize they don't have guns. And uh, mm. so then they each go grab a gun, and then they uh, talk to the camera. Winchester 73, Colt 45, Smith & Wesson 38, Vintage 66. He has some champagne, and uh, Mike asks what he's doing with Vintage 66. You're right. I wish I had Vintage 55. I don't even think the laugh track would have laughed at that joke. <laughs> For real. And I think, <laughs> is this Pete being like, uh, going like full pacifist? He's got enough clout to uh, not hold a gun anymore. I don't I, think he holds yeah. a gun too often. No, no, he doesn't. Here. Well, he even brings it up. He doesn't believe in violence later on. So, yeah, there yes. We go, yeah. And then, then, then Peter, he's celebrating New Year. He's got like a little hat and a little horn he's honking on. <laughs> I don't know the reason why, but <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so the boys join the fight and Peter's just using his finger and yelling bang because he doesn't believe in violence. Uh, and he go. says he also, because he has more shells. Because when Mickey asks, what's up? So he keeps shooting, and we see stock footage of guys falling off a horse. And this, okay, are we to believe now that Peter's killing these people using his finger? Because if he's did, he's taking it extremely well for someone who doesn't believe in violence. Mm -hmm, (laughs) For real. So the bad guy yells out for the Nesters, and Mike yells at them that the name is Nesmith, and he starts to spell it extremely wrong. But then uh, (laughs) Aunt Kate tells him that Nesters means farmers, so the bad guy's technically right. So Mike apologizes and tells him to continue with his speech. Uh, the bad guy says he's not going to stop until he drives them off the ranch. And Peter says that they'll take a taxi. And uh, the bad guy tells the boys to open up on the house. And so it'll be so full of holes, it'll look like a Swiss cheese. Hmm. Which is funny, like a Swiss cheese, not just Swiss cheese. You'll fill that cabin so full of holes, it'll look like a Swiss cheese. They start shooting and somehow a knife gets stuck in the door. I don't know if someone's packing knife bullet knife bullets, but uh, Mickey freaks out. He says they're throwing everything at them, but the kitchen sink. And guess what happens? No, don't don't even say it. Jack Winter, you sly devil! <laughs> a, a kitchen sink slowly rolls towards the house, and it's on fire. And uh, Mike tells Mickey to keep his mouth shut next time. And then that's the end, and we go to the intro. Whew. Finally, I think it's uh, two minutes, 45 seconds to the intro. Yeah, felt, that felt like we're halfway into the show. <laughs> yeah. So we come back to the episode and they play the theme. When I heard that, I was like, I swear they've done this one before. And they have. They played mm-hmm. it in um, a nice place to visit. They uh, okay. came into that theme. One of the episodes with a very similar plot to this one? <laughs> Pretty much. And I feel it's on the exact same set. <laughs> So the kitchen sink is rolling to the house and the bad guys are pretty confident in their ancient sink on fire plan. (laughs) It's the oldest sink in the world. 
and it bumps into the door where Davy and Peter and Lucy are shooting and Peter and Lucy take off. But Davy says he's got it. And he turns the tap on, on the sink and the water puts out the fire, which is that's, pretty funny. That's pretty smart. That's well played. Nice work. <laughs> yeah. So the bad guy says that it's not just girls in there and they've got a lot of firepower. So they decide to split and then the monkeys all celebrate. And Mike and Mickey sing this funny song. They're splitting, they're running, we did it, they're leaving. Then there's a still image of Kate and Lucy, and it says, for Emmy consideration at the bottom, which is a gag we haven't seen in a while. Uh, Yeah, any sort of uh, text on the screen. Which is going back to uh, Royal Flush when Peter steals the the towel out of the thing. It says, everybody does it or whatever it said. She's got my jacket. And uh, so Lucy tells him not to get so excited because they'll be back. And Mickey says, but we won't. (laughs) (laughs) And Mike stops them and tells them that they have to stay. And the other guys ask why. He tells them that a man's first obligation is to his kinfolk. Right. And he says, it's better to have a brave death than a cowardly life. Right. Right. And besides that, they killed our golf cart. (laughs) And they cut to the golf cart and it's flipped over and totally destroyed. So good thing they didn't bring the monkey mobile. Because it would have got destroyed. I guess. Or maybe the... When the last time we saw it was, maybe those bikers burnt it down in that other episode <laughs> or the, uh, Mr. Babbitt's hotel there. Yeah, perhaps. So Davy says that uh, if they're staying, then they need to get some help. And Peter and Mickey jump all over themselves to get the F out of there. And I think Davy just wanted the other two non-kinfolk to Lucy to get out of there because he's been losing the birds to the other guys this whole second season. True that. He needed them out to stay with Mike. So uh, anyway... Aunt Kate tells him to act more Southern when they go into town because the locals don't take kindly to strangers. Then Peter opens up the door, but it's like those two-piece country doors. So Peter opens the door, but it's the two-piece, and he smashes his head into the top part. Then Mickey tells him you're supposed to open the top part to get out. He opens the top part, but then he flips over the bottom part. (laughs) And then Peter finally figures out how to open up a door, and they leave. Some great uh, physical comedy by Mr. Dolans. As As always. Yeah. So Mike asks Aunt Kate what's going on there, and she tells him that for a year, Black Bart has been trying to run them off her land. And then she goes and thanks Davy for helping them. And I think Aunt Kate is just trying to bump Lucy out of the front of the line for the Davy cuddle. So Mike introduces them to each other, and Mike says, well, he doesn't know who Lucy is. And then she takes her hair out of the bonnet, and the sexy horn music plays. Oh, my... And Mike starts to fall in love until Aunt Kate tells him that. How come he can't remember his, co- his baby cousin Lucy? Oh, jeez. Then Mike stammers a little bit. Well, what, well whatever happened to the, the buck teeth, the knock-kneed, uh, stringy-haired, bad-complexion little girl that I used to hang around with? <laughs> That's your other cousin, Clara. She still looks the same. <laughs> so anyway, at the sheriff's office in jail. It says sheriff's office in jail. And I don't know why it's not just called a police station. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, so Peter and Mickey show up, but Peter's dressed like an indigenous person, and Mickey's dressed up like a cowboy and has a Zorro mask hanging around his neck. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Peter asks why he has to be dressed like that, and Mickey says that Aunt Kate told him to blend in and that Peter looks psychedelic. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So Mickey puts the mask on. Then so they go in, inside to the office, and the marshal is asleep, and they wake him up. And he recognizes them as a lone stranger in Pronto. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he sees that they're wanted for murder. And he tells them they're under arrest. And then Mickey fesses up quickly that he's Mickey Dolan's. And they're there because Black Bart is attacking the Kate Nesmith ranch. 
Mm-hmm. Marshall says he can't come that afternoon because he's shooting his TV series and he can't do it at night because he's up for an Emmy. Multiple Emmy mentions. So Yeah, you know. These, my, these are the Emmy winning monkeys we're dealing with now. Yeah, like I'm wondering, yeah, did they just was the Emmys just recently and they just won, so they're really pulling the cloud so, around? They shot this in like October or something. They're just like, I don't know. Just want to remind everybody, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Peter congratulates him and the marshal yells at him to be quiet. And uh, then he tells him to go to the saloon and hire some outlaws. And Mickey's like, I'm, I'm surprised you're the marshal. Why would you tell us to go hire outlaws? And he's like, well, that's what I do when I need a posse. <laughs> so it's like, all right, Texas plays by their own rules. So Davey's on the roof looking through binoculars and he says they're coming back. And then he jumps off the roof like no cut. <laughs> he jumps from the roof onto the ground. And yeah, man. It's impressive. And uh, Mike and Aunt Kate come out, and Mike's looking the wrong way. <laughs> He's like, they're coming right there. And Mike's looking the other way. He's like, what, I don't, what are you talking about? I don't see <laughs> It's a pretty funny moment. Oh, Mike. Mike's in his stride in the second season, I think. Yes, like, he definitely has his moments. Yeah, he's giving no Fs, but also giving many Fs because he's, his game is way up. Yeah, he's invested in making, uh, making it fun, I think. Yeah, yeah. So Aunt Kate tells him that it's the cartwheels, and it's his older dude and two sons, and they're, they own half the valley, but they're like good guys, apparently. Mm. So the old dude, Ben, he gets off his horse and tells Davey to water it, and Davey protests that he's not a stable boy, and Ben says he doesn't care about his mental condition, just water the horse. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a funny that's a funny line i think and mike thinks it's hilarious so ben says that he heard sh- i guess he says he heard shouting but he should have heard shooting because mm. it's way louder than shouting and uh he asks if kate's all right and mike tells him that uh she's fine and they'll protect her and ben instantly says that they can't protect her and she should sell her house to him and then she wouldn't have a problem with back Black Bart. And that right away sounds fishy. Like, if he can keep her safe from Black Bart, why not just do it to be a nice person than just uh, uh-uh. buy her house? <laughs> but she says the house has been in her family for generations and she ain't selling. Ben says that's cool, but the offer's always on the table. But it seems like it's not cool. And he's going to sweep it off the table. And he turns around and yells at Davy. Because Davey's sitting on the horse, like, pouring water all over it. <laughs> he says, you wanted me to water your horse? And then, you know, nooch. Peter and Mickey, they're walking up to the saloon doors, the actual saloon doors that go side to side. And Mickey says that when they're in there, they have to act tough. And Peter says, what do you mean, act? And then he gets knocked over instantly by the swinging doors. And then it jump cuts to the ground. And Mickey runs up to him, and Peter says that they got him. And that the map to the gold mine is, is... And then he dies. And again, really noticing the, the lack of laugh track. And Mickey tells him to get up. And Peter says, oh, I almost got you with that gold mine stuff. And they go inside. I think that was a, a buying some time scene. Yeah. And I think this is the same saloon from Mexico. Not uh, back at the start of the season. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, not mistaken. I think they shot both of these on the same day, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, so they get inside and a prostitute hits on Mickey. And he tells her to cool it because it's a family show. And the bartender says, Family show. So I, I, he, he, I guess he's like either not in on the fact that the monkeys is a, is a TV show <laughs> or he knows it's a TV show, but he thinks it's not a family show. 
But if he thinks it's a Vichy, like he actually sees the fourth wall. Like there's no camera there for him. (laughs) Wow, man. (laughs) What kind of show does he think it is? They have they have Cinemax back then. Every show is a goddamn family show. Yeah, true enough. So as as Mickey's walking towards the bar, he bumps into somebody, and it's like it it's it's Davy, right? Like. When you see it, it's Davey, the guy he bumps into with a mustache on. It is. They play it off like it isn't. Yeah. I thought it was going to come back to something, but that's it. They just stick him in there for some reason. <laughs> it's totally Davey. Give it me, stranger. Give it fella. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Weird. So uh, Mickey tells the bartender that there are guys there with prices on their heads. And the bartender motions to a table where there are guys with prices on cards on their heads. Who writes that stuff? <laughs> oh, man. That's a Jack Winter joke. It is. And it's... I See, I've got to assume at the time that it was just like, oh, snap. You know what I mean? Like pre-airplane, people Kinda, weren't ready yeah, for yeah, that being stuff. Yeah, very, very obvious and silly. Yeah, the Zucker yeah. Abrams Zucker style. Humor, and I think I read somewhere that it's the their boys, their uh, the stand-ins or the guys with the uh, prices on their heads. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, so they they show up here and there throughout the show. They do. They throw them a bone, try to get them their SAG card or whatever. There you go. Just in case you're wondering, the prices are five thousand, three thousand, and fifteen hundred on their heads. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so Mickey then orders a shot of red eye. And for some reason, that gets the attention of everyone in the bar. And the bartender slides down the entire bottle right past Mickey's hand and smashes on the floor. Nope. And Mickey then orders a sponge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The bartender asks Peter what he wants. And he actually calls him Injun. And and, uh, he orders a milk and tells him to leave the bottle. (laughs) And then two scroungy weirdos are watching them. And one of them says to the other one that he didn't know he'd chewed tobacco. And the guy says he doesn't. It's bubblegum. And so anyway, so bubblegum says that he wants to see if these guys are really tough because maybe Bart can use them. So these dudes are the dudes that our dudes want to hire dudes to fight, uh-huh. essentially. Right. So, uh, so one of the dudes asks what Mickey and Peter are there for. And Mickey tells him that he's looking for hired guns. And the dude says that hired guns have got to be quick on the draw and asks if Mickey's quick. And Mickey says, if he wants to see, and the guy says, yes. So Mickey gets in like the draw position, the draw stance <laughs> and stands there for a second and goes, do you want to see it again? Whoa. <laughs> That's fast. That's really fast. So Bubblegum runs up and he wants to hook him up with Black Bart. And Mickey thinks that hook up means fight. And he says, yeah, he does. And asks if Bubblegum's with him. And he says, no, Mickey's with him and he'll bring them to see Black Bart now. And he's like, uh-oh. And Mickey asks why Black Bart doesn't come there. And Bubblegum tells him that Black Bart comes to no one. Oh. But he likes his spirit, and he goes to get his hat. So by not understanding what hookup means, Mickey's got himself into a conundrum. <laughs> conundrum, as we say. <laughs> so Peter asks Mickey what he's doing, and Mickey says that he thought he meant like in a fight. But Mickey's lips aren't really moving during this whole thing. And I think his, he might be overdubbed. Like, what he was saying, maybe. they couldn't make any sense out of it, so he had to redo it or something. Yeah, maybe. So then Bubblegum tells his partner Mustache to go scope out the Nesmith place, 
And then he takes a shot of the red eye, and then we cut to stock footage of a cannon going off on a battleship. Boom! <laughs> and then back to the bar, and off they go. <laughs> There's a lot of stock footage in this episode. Oh, yeah. They must have got uh, Gerald uh, Gardner's briefcase full of stock footage. Yeah. <laughs> must have left it in the office last time he was there. <laughs> or they got like a new, new batch of stock footage. Like, ooh, we can use all this new stuff. Awesome. <laughs> so back at the farm Mike's digging in the dirt and Aunt Kate tells him that that stuff that stuff used to grow there but now it doesn't and then Mike says he'll take the dirt into town and get it analyzed I was like what is this CSI monkeys like he's <laughs> taking dirt into town this, this two horse town to get analyzed and Mike says it'll tell him one of two things well either this dirt's the cause of all your trouble or I'm getting my hands dirty for nothing back at like the hideout thing Mickey's playing poker against Bubblegum, and Bubblegum says that he thinks Mickey's bluffing, and Peter, who's standing behind Mickey, says, how did you know? Oh, my (laughs) God, Pete. Pete, just blowing it. Mustache busts in. He says that there's only one guy at the Nesmith Ranch now, so now's the time. And uh, Bubblegum says, not until Bart gets back. And Mickey tells Peter to go warn them, and he'll stall. And Peter runs out of there, and Bubblegum says, like, yes, where's he going? And, and and Mickey's like, oh, like he'll be back soon. And he's like, well, if he's not back in ten minutes, he's gonna Bubblegum's gonna kill Mickey. And it's like they they kind of just let Peter go on a run. Like it's like okay, but if he's not back, no matter what he's doing, if he's not back in ten minutes, you're dead. But he could be getting the cops. He could be doing anything. So it's like they really overlook. Pete doesn't know this. No. Yeah. Nobody knows this. This is just between. Yeah. Mickey and the guy about to kill him in 10 minutes. Yeah. So Mickey keeps running to the door and calling out how much time he's got to get. It's like, hey, 10 minutes. You got 10 minutes to be back. 10 minutes. Uh, be back. 9 minutes and 50 seconds. He'll be back about 9.50. Peter's always back on time. 9 minutes and 55. And he stretches that out for 22 seconds, going back and forth and just <laughs> calling out numbers. And then we go to the commercial. Come back from from uh, Kellogg's commercials. And uh, Peter comes into the house. And he's riding a horse in the house. And Davey asks why he's got the horse inside. And Peter tells him that he went to the barn, but nobody was there. And uh, Aunt Kate looks at the camera and says, Isn't that dumb? <laughs> and yeah, it's a rare one. But if on your monkey's bingo card, if you have horse in a house, congratulations, we got another one. Yeah, I think that's like the center bingo one. It's so rare. (laughs) So Peter says that he's got to go back to the hideout and save Mickey. And Aunt Kate tells Davey to go get the cartwheels to help. So Davey hops up on the horse backwards and he freaks out that the horse has no head. (laughs) The horse just takes off backwards and Davey rides it all the way to the cartwheels house. And he tells Ben that Black Bart's guys are coming. And Ben asks how he knows that. And Davey tells him that one of his men told him. And Ben seems cool with that answer for some reason. And uh, he says that he'll be back with his boy. He'll, he'll get his boys and they'll be there soon. And Davey says he doesn't think the horse will find its way back. And then the horse spins around and just takes Davey home on its own. <laughs> nice That's a work. good horse. Good horse. I think it's, uh, Davey's comfort level on a horse, top notch. Oh, yeah, 100%. He can only be the only one to hop on a horse backwards like that and then get carried away, no problem. So Mike's in the saloon. He walks up to the bartender and asks if he knows where the the A-sayer is. 
And uh, there's a quick cut and the bartender has a little visor on and a little sign that says Asayer. I hope I'm saying that right, Asayer. 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 All right. Mike gives him the jar and he says he needs to know what this is. The bartender, Asayer, says uh, he knows what it is. And he says, it's gook and it's disgusting. Go and get it out of here. (laughs) And for some reason, that line specifically struck a chord, a memory chord with me. Yeah. I must have rewound that wine, that that line a million times and thought it was hilarious. Huh. But yeah, either That's way. It's funny cuz I I had no specific memories tied to this episode seeing it before. So I wasn't sure if we had. For me, yeah, it was all like like audible stuff like it's gook and disgusting. <laughs> then I was like, "Oh man, that hit me for some reason." But everything else was kind of like, "Oh yeah." So anyway, Mike tells him that he really needs to know what it is. And the guy decides to actually do his job. And he pulls out a huge magnifying glass. And he takes a look at the dirt. He tells Mike that it's crude. And Mike says, that's okay. Tell him anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy says, no, it's crude oil. The purest sample he's ever seen. So Mike's stoked. And he goes to leave. And the guy asks if Mike's going to pay him. And Mike scoops out some of the oil and puts it in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) So at the hideout, Mickey asks where this Black Bart guy is. Because he's got an itchy trigger finger. And suddenly the door opens and Black Bart walks in. And it's Ben Cartwheel, oddly enough. Oh. And he asks Mickey what he's going to do about that itchy trigger finger. And Mickey says he's going to put some powder on it. And he just stammers around for a bit. And uh, Bart asks which one of the guys is a traitor because someone was at the Nesmith Ranch and warned them. And the two dudes sell Peter out instantly. <laughs> and as well, they should. Peter just ran out. So Peter's with them and he tries to run. But Bart pulls out a gun on him. And Bart asks Mickey if he's a killer because Mickey's like separated himself from from Peter. Like, so pretends he doesn't know who he is. Black Bart asks Mickey if he's a killer and he says he sure is. And so Bart tells him to kill Peter. And then Mickey says, well, he can't kill him. He's my best friend. And then quickly realizes that he done fucked up. And uh, Bart tells the dudes to pull their guns on them. So, boom, they pull their guns on Peter and Mickey. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Nice. So Mike and Dave are telling Aunt Kate that she's going to be the richest woman around. And she says, if we survive, <laughs> and it's like, thanks, Kate. Mm. Always the optimistic Kate. <laughs> and uh, Mike tells her that the cartwheels are going to be there to save the day and all will be fine. Besides that, if we run out of ammunition, we can always throw money. <laughs> throw money. <laughs> and fucking they get a big kick out of that. Mike and Davey. So back at the hideout, Mustache comes in. He says that the Nesmiths, the Nesmiths know about the oil. And Mickey and Peter understand why they want... And then Mickey and Peter understand why the bad guys want the land so bad. Peter asks uh, what good the oil will do for their lives. And Big B- and Black Bart says that it'll give him the one thing he's always wanted. Statehood for his ranch. <laughs> Which I guess is something. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Everyone wants something, I guess. <laughs> so, uh... Mike's on an old-timey phone talking to an operator, and they can't hear him. So he's getting louder and louder and louder until he's screaming. <laughs> then he realizes the bell. <laughs> yeah, he realizes he's screaming it into the bell, and then he squeaks up the mouthpiece and he says it again quietly. Are you sure it's not listed, operator? It's. I said, are you sure that it's not listed? Are you sure that it's not? Are you sure it's not listed, operator? It's very important. And Davey asks who he's looking for, and Mike says John Wayne. And then Kate show up with guns, and everyone screams. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny. And uh, so it gives them the guns. Then when they walk away, the phone cord got wrapped around Mike's arm when he grabbed the gun. 
So when he walks away, he pulls the phone right off the wall. And it's it's definitely an outtake and hilarious. I know. I know. Well, you could tell. Like, I had to watch it a couple of times. This is 20 to 30 seconds with Mike with the phone up until he yanks it off the wall. It's just a capsule of everything Mike brings to the show, and you miss it when he's not there. They could yes. do it without him, but it's not as good. There's none of this. Like, he is just it's all deadpan, straight-faced. So when, when Davey runs in, Mike is looking up, and he's, oh, and he, is, and he looks down yeah. at Davey. Yeah. Like, there's, there's just a, a brief bit of that Mike and Davey chemistry, like, right away. Yeah. Like, we've talked about that before. When they're on screen together, it really works. Yeah, no, it's but the fantastic. Whole thing, and you can tell he tucks the uh, the phone into his arm when when they're talking, and because he's gonna he's gonna yank it off the wall when he leaves. I think he knows this, but he's gonna be all cool about it. <laughs> but the look on his face when it when it falls off, it's like <laughs> it looks like the the look of amused defeat. <laughs> it's fantastic. For it's real, a great scene. So Mickey and Peter are with uh, Black Bart and the dudes on horses and they're all dressed the same. Like all, they're all wearing black and have black masks and black cowboy hats. And Peter asks why they made them dress like that. Well, one of two reasons, Peter, my boy. Either they're going to blame us for the killings or they've already dressed us for our funerals to save time. (laughs) (laughs) Black Bart says that they have to take Kate alive because he wants to give her one last chance to sell. And Bubblegum asks what they'll do if she doesn't sign. And he says that they'll have to kill her and fake her signature, but he wants to do it the clean way first. He would hate to have to resort to forgery. <laughs> Hilarious. So Mickey and Peter take off, and uh, Black Bart tells his dudes not to shoot them, and that they'll just kill them over there anyway, so he doesn't mind that they took <laughs> off. They're just going to kill them anyway. Yeah, and then uh, Bubblegum says, okay, Black, and then Bart says, call me Bart. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I don't know, weird. So Mickey and Peter ride up to the horse, to the horse, Mickey and Peter ride up to the house and, uh, and they come riding in pretty hot and they're dressed exactly like the dudes. So they got to come in screaming like, don't shoot, don't shoot. But I, I feel Davey or Mike would have uh, popped off an early shot just as soon as they saw him coming. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, they tell him they got to get out of there before the cartwheels show up. And then Kate says that Ben Cartwheel is the kindest millionaire around. It's like how many how many millionaires are around? Like you seem to be out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, that he wouldn't hurt a fly. Flies, no. But if you're a human, he'll kill you. Oh. And uh, Black Bart and the dude start shooting, and the boys freak out, and they all run inside. And then Mickey hey, wait turns. Wait, 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 wait. Why does Mickey know who Black Bart is? They didn't tell him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's think- true. I think this is one of those things where I guess Mickey's got the script. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's interesting. I didn't even pick up on that. They're just trying to keep it moving, I guess. But anyway. I guess. So um, so Mickey stops in the doorway and does like some kind of like gang signs or some shit for a little while. And then the door frame gets riddled with bullets and he runs inside. Which then leads us to the monkey's romp with the song of words. Which is an interesting choice for what we're watching here. For it's, it seems like it should be more uh, upbeat and snappy, but uh, it's but we still get a words. good tune. It's got oh. some, it's got some get up and go, and uh, they just got the new version of it off of uh, off of Pack and Jay. Giddy up! That's yeah, well, I'm not knocking the song, but it just seems funny to be in this uh, like, a, like a western themed okay. episode. That is true. That is true. 
and they could have reached into the Mike Nesmith bag of tricks and pulled out something there. But <laughs> could have done uh, Papa G's blues for another five minutes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, yeah. But words, like like we talked about, we pulled out the hat before. It's on the countdown. But uh, yeah, we got to move it up the countdown still. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) We're going to get to that one of these days because it's such a great tune. And just now hearing this version, like, you know, the quote unquote good version. Well, I don't know. Do you count the uh, (laughs) hang on to your seats version as the best version? For me, yes. I can't hear words without thinking of that. How does it go? I listened to it so many times. But anyway. Love it. For the romp, a lot of stuff in this romp. Mickey breaks the windows and he's shooting out the windows, but then Peter comes up to him like holding a piece of glass. Uh-huh. And and Mickey smashes that and starts shooting through that where that window would have been, I guess. Davy's hung up on a hook, and he, as a guy's going past him, he takes his hat off and spins it around and puts it back on him, and then he walks backwards out of the shot. <laughs> uh, Bubblegum has Mike's back against the wall, and he's holding a gun, and the phone rings, and Mike answers it. He says it's for Bubblegum, who picks it up, and then Mike scampers away. Davy's running super fast for Mustache, and he jumps on a horse, but falls off of it immediately, then scoops, scoots under Mustache's legs, and then, like, leaps over a fence and is gone. Like, this <laughs> this is Davey showing off how athletic he is in this episode. For real. Uh, Mike sets up a hat by the window so it'll look like he's there, and then he goes to the door, but then it gets lit up with gunfire, and he freaks out. Davey comes out of the barn, and, he's hit, and he hits uh, Bubblegum in the face with the door, and then Davey walks past him and steps on his foot. Peter's throwing around confetti, and Mustache looks super fucked up. Like, he looks totally out of it. <laughs> uh, Mike pumps up bubblegum with, like, one of those fireplace blower things. He starts to float away. All the boys are handing guns down the line to Peter, who throws them out the window, and they land on bubblegum's head. <laughs> Which that would hurt. Oh, yeah. Davey rips off Mustache's mustache, and he puts it on himself. <laughs> what are you, you going to call him now? I don't know. <laughs> Davey goes up to someone and they're sitting with their back to the camera and he spins them around and it's Lucy and then they just start making out. So good call on us knowing he's going to make out with her. Mike call tries it. to get on a horse, but when he steps onto the saddle, the saddle just like spins around the horse. <laughs> it's a fun visual gag. Uh, Davey's backed up to the gun rack by Bubblegum, so he hands him all the guns and then he weighs him down and he runs away. Davy goes back to the girl with her back to the camera, spins her around, and it's Mustache. So he rips off his mustache again. <laughs> then uh, Mustache is going to shoot Lucy, but Mike put, puts his finger at the end of the gun. And then for some reason, Mustache falls down because of that. Yeah, or, uh, or sore lip, I guess you guys start calling Sore lip, yeah, yes, yes. Bald upper lip. Uh, so Davy crawls into a pile of hay, and then uh, Bubblegum grabs the big hay fork and starts stabbing in the hay. But turns out he's stabbing a uh, naked upper lip. And uh, <laughs> what was going on in that hay? <laughs> he and Dave are in there, and he's now where Davey was. So uh, Mike pulls out a gun on uh, naked upper lip, and it's one of those guns that when you pull it, the bang flag comes out of it. Classic. And uh, the boys are dressed up with masks on, and they join Black Bart and the dudes, and they're all shooting at the house, but they're also in the house shooting back at themselves. There's is, is, some three amigo shit going on yeah, here. It's crazy. Uh, Davey and Black Bart are golfing, and then Davey knocks out Bart with the golf club. 
And Black Bart and his dudes just ride away and they take off. And there's a quick shot of girls screaming at a concert. And then a flashback to the scene where Lucy's saying, I wouldn't be too happy about that. They'll be back. And that's the end of the, the episode, yeah. the story part of the episode. That's like, okay. <laughs> at least back in season one, you'd finish an episode of the corny little joke or a, here we go again or a yeah. doot, 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 little uh, Peter or something. Just or anything. Something. But there a was wrap just, up. They didn't, even, they didn't even come up with anything to finish this episode. I feel that's two in a row. I feel Monkeys on the High Seas was also just like, it just ends. It's just like, yep, whatever. We're, we're done with this nonsense. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's so weird. It's, so I guess, like, it, there's, there's zero closure on this entire story. Like, on everything. <laughs> Every aspect of this story is wide open. Like, okay, they do the romp, and then what? That's kind of it for the episode, right? That's how we do these. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, the show... It's become an afterthought, maybe for culture, maybe for NBC, maybe for the boys themselves. It it is just there is uh, there are emotions going being gone through at this point, and there are some fun parts and some fun stuff happens, but like the give a shit level has is is dropping. A hundred percent, man. It's got to be like the real band the monkeys in the real world i feel is now more where they want to be doing stuff not yeah. the tv show like i and think this showing. is right around when they finished pisces Aquarius, capricorn and jones like when they were shooting this episode they were finishing that record and think yeah. of how proud they were of that record compared to their like fucking what is it fifth gunfight show of the, of the monkeys yeah yeah and i believe we've talked about this before but it's like Maybe the reason there's no band stuff in the second season so far at all is because the real life band is now like they want to keep the two bands separate. Like, okay, we're going to do the show, but it's going to be an absurdist, ridiculous, nutty comedy. We're not going to really mention the band because this band is now a real serious thing we want to really do stuff with. Look, all our shit's at the studio. It's it's all set up. It's all mic'd. We're not not dragging it out here. Yeah. We did that thing in the Rainbow Room in the summer. We're, we're good. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So then at the, the very end of the episode, they have the going down concert footage again that opened the episode a, a few ago. And it's awesome. Mickey's performance, amazing. Vocals on point. His dance moves are so fantastic. When they put the five different hymns together. It just looks so fucking cool. Yeah, it's so good. So good. And there's also a really great shot of great shots of the bass. Like oh, yeah. a cool down the neck shot and like it, it mm-hmm. really, yeah, some great stuff in that. But we won't rehash that so much. We already talked about that episode. Oh, man, yeah, this, this, this is four or five times that going down has been on the show. I think the fourth at least. Maybe, but I think it's the second of this performance piece. Right, though. right, right. Yeah. But it's been on the show more than just those two times. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Okay, overall thoughts of this episode. We kind of already talked about it. It's, it's it, it's so nuts, the stuff. I'm, I'm glad the episode's second season is living up to the second season hype in my head of it just being zany and ridiculous because that's what this is. That's, it's, it is craziness. Like, they are kind of obviously rehashing storylines, kind of rehashing sets and stuff as well, but they're doing it in a way where it's so absurd and nuts that you're not drawn to that 
as quickly as if you think about it and be like, oh, wait, they are kind of doing things again. Yeah, for real. But yeah, I know it's a crazy episode, but enjoyable. Nice to see some of the Nesmith clan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Was there guns in the episode? Come on. You're like darn instantly. There was guns in the episode. There was your darn shooting. There was guns from the very beginning to the very end in this episode. It was littered with guns. <laughs> Highlight of the show. For me, that whole scene with Mike on the phone, he and Davey, like we talked earlier. Yes. That's my highlight of the show, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Um, was there a monkey's ruse? There was uh, Peter and Mickey trying to ruse their way in. Uh, yeah. And they kind of, again, they kind of rused themselves by then ending up with the Black Bart gang. Uh, oops. Yeah, so that was a nice twist that you, know, you might not have seen coming. Fourth wall breaks, yep, there was uh, Aunt Kate when she says, isn't that dumb? And Mickey when he says it's a family show. And probably others I might have missed. <laughs> and you're the you're, you're guy who says, who sees the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> you guys deep. Best musical moment uh, going down. I think that was the last time it was also going down when it was on, but it's awesome. Like the performance video of it makes it what it is, I think. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Words is pretty good, though, as well. It is. I think for me, the, the juxtaposition of words with the romp was weird. I think that's what didn't hey, make yeah, it fair number enough. one for me. I'm with you there. It's a uh, better cla- romp song than like, oh, I don't know, Daydream Believer, but yeah. I digress. Yeah. It just it was right there. It's it's a country episode. Like, come on. <laughs> Put, you know even like if I get to Saginaw again. Where's never yeah, where's never tell a woman yes when you need it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Classic monkeys moment, uh, isn't that dumb pops up. And then I think that's kind of it, other than their just regular zaniness. What wouldn't yeah. fly in 2021? All the, uh, the engine stuff, I believe. Peter dressing up as a, an yeah. indigenous person. Yeah, and, then, and like just barely did, though. Yeah, if I, uh, feather. He, he barely did. That almost made it worse. It's like, put some effort in. <laughs> it's almost more the way people talked to him when he was the the, the yeah, quote unquote yeah, Indian yeah, yeah. that was more of the stuff that was more cringeworthy yeah but uh, absolutely yeah so some did you knows I there wasn't a whole lot for me on this but uh, Barton McLean he played Black Bart and uh, Ben Cartwheel he has 186 credits and a cool thing with this was he was also on Circus Boy with Mickey Dolans yeah so they go way back those two Jacqueline Dewitt. Uh, who played uh, Aunt May or Aunt Kate? Sorry, she uh, has seventy-five credits to her to her extensive uh, list. She Len is Lesser, a familiar face for sure. Yeah, yeah. Len Lesser, who played Bubblegum, he has a hundred and ninety-two credits, and he was Uncle Leo on Seinfeld. There we go. Another Seinfeld alum. <laughs> is that three or four? I think it's three, but. Anyway, who cares? It's so many. That's so crazy. It's almost yeah, like man, once you once, get in, once you're in the NBC character actor mafia, it's exactly you're not where I was going. Out. Yeah, man. They, Mandelbaum. They, Mandelbaum. At least it shows that NBC takes care of its own. I guess. Guess so, man. Like, we'll keep putting you in stuff for 30, 40 years. <laughs> uh, Rex Holman. He's mustache. He has 108 credits to his name. 
Yeah, part-timer. And that's really what I could find on this, other than obviously they make references to the Lone Ranger and to uh, uh, Gunsmoke, or Bonanza, sorry. It's true. Uh, There is a a brief appearance of the blonde wearing the camera in the romp who pops briefly out of the barn. Uh, Her name is Nareet Wild. We're not here to spill tea, but she's a friend of one of the monkeys and becomes a really good friend of one of the other monkeys. And that's all I'll say about that for now. Ooh, there you go. That's the end of the Did You Knows. I couldn't find too much on it. So that's the end of of this episode, I would say. Right on. Except. Wait a second. We're not done yet, are we? Are we, Paco? Heck no. We still have everybody's favorite second half of the show. Yes. The Randomatic Countdown featuring the Wool Hat of Mystery. All right, Jeff. So reach those delicate phalanges into the wool hat. Pass me that hat. My phalanges. These season season changes. My phalanges get a little sore, but they always feel good when I got a tune in them. And we got going down. What are the odds of that? (laughs) That's crazy. We yeah, we had not pulled that. That's good. That's good. Feels That's, like we pulled it because we talked a lot about it lately, but no, I don't think we pulled it yet. No, I don't think so either. And that's that's amazing. That's amazing that that happened today. Floating <laughs> in the river with a saturated liver, and I wish I could forgive her, but I do believe she meant it when she told me to forget it, and I bet you will forget it when you find me in the morning, wet and drowned, and the wood gets round, going down, going down. And honestly, people, we do not. It is a totally random thing if you reach into the hat and pull it out. Going down. That, like, and that tune rips. I always forget how amazing that song actually is. Like, it's, yeah, it, it's quite, it, the, quite the thing. And it's uh, based on a jam that the band would play called Parchment Farm, a Moe's Allison tune. But they decided to, because it's just like a two chord, like, uh, like what it is. Like, it's a bluesy r&b type jam thing and so they gave uh diane hildebrand the tracks of them doing it and like come up with some lyrics to put with it and she came back gave it to mickey mickey starts practicing it and she's like no 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 it goes about twice as fast as you're doing it and he's like are you kidding (laughs) okay let's go and uh it became what it is and it's a thrill like every time you hear it it's fantastic it's uh it's sprawling and keeps going and if you're listening to it on headphones in the left headphone it's just mickey and the bass and in the right headphone it's mickey drums and horns yeah it's a trip man yeah it's nuts because when i first started listening to it i only had my left one in and i was like oh it's weird where's everything else and i realized oh it's over here so if you just want to hear that bass line just you know turn it to the left and you got it (laughs) but uh and and it it pops up in some different things. It was in Breaking Bad, in an episode of Breaking Bad. I remember hearing it. As a monkeys fan, when you see, hear a monkey song in something, it's always like, oh, shit, it's the monkeys. <laughs> As well, you forget other people might have heard of the monkeys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you want to tell everybody you're watching it with that this is the monkeys. This here, what you're hearing right now is but the you monkeys. Know what? Right it's, <laughs> it's always somebody cool making something cool. And obviously... True. At some point, they were influenced by the monkeys, and they're giving them a little shout out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's always awesome. It's like a, the monkeys have like a cool little community of people because, uh, or a cool big community of people. 
but because like if you're into it, you're into it. It's yes. Not, it's not like like haphazard monkeys fans. It's like it's true. You're in. Uh, anyone who's ever been to a monkey show knows that Mickey hands over some of the singing duties to a yes. lucky. Uh, audience member like a fan club member somebody who knows they're gonna sing the first part of going down yeah. sometimes they do pretty good sometimes and not so much yeah but i read an article online at mcsweeney's where a guy is like it's in general about going to a concert and letting someone else sing the song it's like i'm paying to see you sing the song now i'm paying you to let someone else sing the song <laughs> not cool man not cool <laughs> f that i think it's cool Oh yeah, I think it's cool too. But because it's just the one there, line, there's a perspective there. It's like, where how is this happening? Yeah, yeah, and it, like when when I saw them, and the person in the front row nailed it, and the whole crowd goes crazy, and it's like that's got to feel great. Oh hell yeah! Like man, I, I yeah, if we ever got to do that, I I totally f it up, and <laughs> be a dickhead. But but I think that's really cool. They do that. Um. Besides, if someone hands you a mic at a monkey show, Paco, it's so you can do the bass line on a uh, long title. It's very true. Do you imagine just like you get to just take the bass away from the bass player? Like, you don't need this for this song. <laughs> Put oh, it you down. play? No, I don't. <laughs> delightful anyway <laughs> so where do you think going down should be going down man this is like it's like top 20 because i just think so, so too it's all so good i guess yeah. them at like a creative peak and mickey is on fire One hundred guys playing it with uh fast eddie ho on the drums i mean get back jack Man, it's so good. And it's like, it's a song where I think about it, it just like in general, I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's a good song. And then when I listen to it, I'm like, whoa, I forgot how good this song is. It's got them uh, Shorty Rogers horns. Yep. Like, yeah. This is, a, this is a big, big monkey song for a lot of reasons. So I'm going to put it, uh, we're going to put Going Down as our new number 16, right behind Valerie and just ahead of Love to Love. There you go. That's that's a good spot for it, I think. And my uh, my drafting teacher really liked uh, going down. He said oh, yeah. I was like he was uh, he was more of a Beatles guy. He said, but like what Mickey did on that tune, was unbelievable. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> cool to have random people talk cool right. about the monkeys. Once they find out you're into the monkeys, and if they have something actually fun to contribute, it's fun. True that. All right, here I go. I'm reaching into the wool hat, and I am, ooh, there's a lot in here still. Okay, I got one. I've got Never Enough. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Why is it never enough? So never enough. It's not like it's a bad song. By, you know what I mean? It's not like a bad song, but it, there's also nothing that makes it great except, and this is going to sound like I'm making a joke, but I'm not. <laughs> the ending is cool. They they bring it up to like a celebratory ending, and it's a cool ending to the song. It's not enough for you. 
I was gonna say that it finishes really strong. Like yeah. as soon as Mickey goes up the ladder and the bridge Ooh. and yeah. then like yeah, when all the other voices come in and the guitar's giving her it's yeah. a it's a big finish. It's pretty good. But it feels at the start it feels like <clears throat> it sounds like the first couple kiss albums. They're very, <laughs> very dry rock and roll and Mickey's like it's he's way out of below his range, it seems. And yeah, it just does it's you can, you can barely pronounce the words. Then later on, it really shines up, but it just uh, takes a while to get there. Yeah, so but big, big strong finish. Um, I feel bad about kind of bad mouthing it before because it's it's like half a decent song and a very strong vocal performance from Mickey too. Like you say in the bridge, he climbs the ladder there, and then it ends huge. So it's it's got its moments. But one thing I do with a lot of songs sometimes, I think about like if I'm seeing it live, what's going on here? And this yeah. is one of those songs where you're just kind of standing there and bobbing around. And it's when you start to notice your back hurts. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just one of those songs. Like it, but it does take you somewhere because, like we say, the, it ends strong. So I was expecting super bummer, and it wasn't super bummer. It was just like, oh, yeah, that's a rock and roll song. There we go. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this has never been played live. Maybe. Maybe on that tour. We maybe might on it. that tour once yeah. or twice, but I've certainly never seen him play it live. No. No. <laughs> maybe we'll we'll see it if we get to go to the farewell tour. They might throw in never enough. <laughs> don't don't jinx it, Paco. <laughs> could, could you imagine wasting valuable song real estate with never enough? It's like, and you're not going to play as we go along, really. We we did never enough. That's what we chose. <laughs> For real, never enough from Justice, written and performed by the Monkees. Where are we putting it in the countdown? I'll put it above Midnight Train. Okay, uh, in between the kind of girl I can love and Midnight Train. Sure. Yeah, let's try it out there. Our new number 81 is uh, Never Enough from the Justice album. Boom. Stayed in double digits. That's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) All right, dude. So your turn. Reach on in and pull out a gem. Okay. It's Little Girl from The Monkey's Prison. Little girl, now I'm through with you because you've got everything you wanted to Despite all those things that they said you had done You had me believing now that I was the one in your dreams Instead of your schemes A little girl, little girl Alright, so Little Girl from the Monkees Present uh, Written by Mickey Sung by Mickey, does all the background vocals Some smoking uh, guitar by Louis Shelton That a boy, Louis Man, it, it it's an interest. It's I don't know. You pulled it. I'll let you go first about what you think of it. I don't know. Like I didn't. I don't remember ever listening to this tune. And <laughs> I don't put the monkeys present on that much, or the monkeys present, present, what have you. But that's a, a nice little ripper, similar to a French song where we you might not give it much of a chance, but you give it a listen, and it's like uh, it's very cool, like those. Those Mickey Dolan's vocals uh, layered up and very tight and very precise and sounds awesome. Yeah, the background vocals all Mickey is 
sounds great. Yeah, you're right. It's a uh, very layered, very radical. That really fast uh, drums on the hi hat there, and just and then the guitar is going crazy. It's a yeah, really cool little song. Two wonder minutes. If that's, wonder if that's Fast Eddie Ho still working the 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 kit. No, it's Earl Palmer. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, Fast Eddie Ho. <laughs> Bummer. But yeah, but I think that yeah, it's a cool little tune. And like you say, I I, I definitely remembered it when we were listening to it. But uh, uh, it slips through the cracks, that's for sure. And I wonder how well it's going to hold up to the little girl from Good Times. <laughs> That was no. I don't think we like that one. So, where do you think it should go in the uh, old Listeroo? I don't know. I do dig it. I think it might sort of end up around where we put uh, "Never Enough." Uh, I mean, French song is below that at eighty-nine. Travesty. (laughs) Travesty. Okay, anyway, would you kind of put this in the neighborhood with uh, Auntie Griselda, Magnolia Sims, if I ever get to Saginaw again? Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd say around there. Okay. Above that is Through the Looking Glass, I Believe You, and the poster. Yeah, I think that's a good area for it, somewhere okay. within there. We can put it in between the poster and your Auntie Griselda. We can place Little Girl from the Monkey's Prison. Noise our new number 72 here at podcast valley sunday bam maybe you put monkey's prison on tonight find see what else is on that thing yeah hidden gems on there i'm telling you oh realsies it's one of the fabled tapes the cassettes anyway as we put away the wool hat of mystery what you say me and you do a quick top five as it stands right now sounds good to me it's to give people a refresher because it's been a while since we've been in single digits At number five, we have Love is Only Sleeping. Number four, we have Pleasant Valley Sunday. Number three, we have Long Title, Do I Have to Do This All Over Again? Number two, The Porpoise is Laughing. We got the Porpoise song. And at number one, The Door Into Summer. That's a, that's a, I think that covers a lot of bases, that, that top five. It's a good top five. I got no complaints. No, me neither. I don't know how we could. This is our, it's our countdown. <laughs> but all right, everyone. I guess that's, that's another Podcast Valley Sunday in the books. Yay, yay. Thanks for checking us out. Tell your friends about it. And from me, Paco. And me, Jeff. Have yourselves a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye-bye.